1: Hello and welcome, Grow Dudes and Dudettes. We are all keepers of the flame. This is The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com, and I am your host, Kyle Cushman. Today, we are talking with an old friend, Nico Escondido from High Times Magazine. Nico is one of the young blood cultivation editors for High Times, penning the column Nico's Nuggets, answering questions from ganja-curious minds from around the world each and every week. Nico is also director of the most well-known and extensive cannabis-related competition in the world, the High Times Cannabis Cup Competition. When Nico isn't throwing out nuggets of cultivation wisdom on HighTimes.com, he's playing mad scientist with everybody's favorite plant at the Cannabis Genetics Institute. We're going to catch up with Nico right now and find out what he's been up to. Welcome to the Grow Show, Nico. Hey, thanks, Kyle. Pleasure to be here. Hey, a huge hug and kisses shout out to Morgan. I know you're out there listening. Congrats on being new parents, you guys. Oh, thanks, Kyle. Appreciate that. How's fatherhood treating you?
2: Oh, it's, you know, next to uh, pulling down some really nice chongers, there's, there's really nothing better than being a dad.
1: <laughs> oh, that's an awesome comparison. Oh, man. You know, we're both part of the High Times family, and we go way back, and I was curious, how did you get started writing for High Times? Did you discover them, or did they discover you?
2: Oh, that's a good question. It's a, quite a funny story, actually.
1: We like funny it,
2: stories. It started, <laughs> it started, I guess, about 10 years ago. In 2004, Morgan and I had moved down to Mexico, where we were working with some old expatriates. They were smugglers, if you will, running up the old Mexi into the U.S., nice. and they decided that they could no longer compete with the burgeoning uh, legal cannabis market, you know, California bud, Colorado, Canadian Uh bud. And so they brought us down south to Mexico where we had our first experience in setting up some really large grows. We were doing some greenhouses, some warehouse setups down there in Oaxaca. That led to a couple of disagreements with our partners down there about, about exactly how we should be doing things. And we came home. We actually just decided it wasn't for us and that we were going to come home. And upon coming home, of course, I needed to find a job. And I took a job at a small weekly newspaper. It was a free weekly. I was doing, you know, bullshit kind of journalism stories covering little towns and politics. And a friend of mine had saw my byline and she said, called me up one day and she had said, hey, Nick, do you think you'd ever want to write for High Times? (laughs) <laughs> and I said, geez, I don't know. Let me think about that. Okay. turned out her neighbor, she told me her neighbor was the publisher of High Times. But in fact, her neighbor was friends with the associate publisher that we both know, Rick Cusick. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another. Of course, I had just come back from Mexico with this excellent experience growing down there. And I was a young journalist. And so Rick met me and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You're a writer and a grower? He said. we haven't had anyone like that here since Kyle Cushman. (laughs) And so that's
1: it. That's how the rest was history, and that's how it came about, and uh, I've been here for 10 years. That is a great story for sure. I mean, you know, I remember when I came on staff, I was kind of the first in-house grow writer, you know? Of course, they'd had Jorge and Ed for many years. I'm glad I started a trend so yeah hey so big shoes to fill buddy <laughs> oh come on you know you, you're taking it to new heights <laughs> you and Danny both man I love it I love watching watching you guys and the rise of high times back to its iconic stature I believe that's appropriate thanks man thank you would you like to share with us how you came up with your professional name of Nico Escondido I sure um, what it, it, what it, what it really... means to you what is it where does it come from well, like I said, I was in Mexico.
2: I mean I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a surfer. I've been surfing my entire life. I and did not cool. When we were down there in Oaxaca, the nearest beach happened to be Puerto Escondido, the hidden oh. port. And that is where the Mexican pipeline is at Zicatela. And so on the weekends Morgan and I would drive it was a ten hour drive because you had to go up over the mountains and then down back to the shore and we would drive it. Just to go surfing, and so I became known down there in Mexico as Nico Escondido because I spent my weekends in Escondido, and of course, Escondido in Spanish means hidden. And so when I came to High Times and I was writing about growing weed, it wasn't quite as legal as it is now, and they said, you know, we recommend you use a pen name. Sure. And so I chose Nico Escondido, meaning hidden Nick.
1: I love it. Story
2: there. I love it. (laughs) That's of no, course, that, that leads to many questions these days, like, are you from Escondido, California? And <laughs> are you Jorge's son? I don't know why I get that one. I guess just because <laughs> we both have you know, Spanish names. So I like to tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm Jorge's son. I'm, I'm Jorge Jr. Escondido.
1: <laughs> That's really funny. So what is it like jetting all over the globe for high times and getting to visit some of the most prized gardens in the world? Oh my God, I mean, it's the best job in the world, you know, especially
2: for someone uh, who loves cannabis, someone like me who's been growing cannabis now for uh, almost 20 years. I think the thing that I take away from it the most is how humbling it is because, you know, a lot of people look at, at guys like us coming from high times and they think that you're an expert. And, you know, I like to tell people that, you know, there's more than one right way to grow a cannabis plant. And I get to see all of those ways, you know, and and as you probably remember from your time here at High Times, you know, one of the biggest benefits of working here is the access that it affords you. So, so people invite you into these clandestine operations that that they don't even show their mothers, you know what I mean? Because (laughs) they want to show it to High Times. They want to be in High Times. And so what you really get from that is a learning experience. I'm always learning. And then the real joy is being able to pass that along and pay that forward to all of our readers and all the other people out there. And that's what I tell people. I say, look, you know, am I an expert? I don't know. I don't have a degree in horticulture. I'm a self-taught scientist and botanist. And yeah, there's a lot of right ways to grow cannabis. So when I talk to people, I tell them, look, I'm just passing along different experiences. I'm telling you different things I've seen, different things that I know work. Now, of course, there's a lot of things that don't work too. So there's that, but the best part of the job is really is learning and then paying, passing that on
1: before we take a break. Is there any downside to this job? Is there any downside to this job?
2: <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> there's really not. And it would
2: sound pretty callous and people would get mad at me if I said that there was, because like I said, it- anyone would die to have this job, but I mean, I guess that, uh, I was, a set, I guess
1: that was a bit of a set up question. I, I didn't really think it through too much. I kind of thought it would just be a, a snicker and like, of course not.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of travel,
1: you know, and like you said earlier,
2: um, you know, I'm a new father and stuff. So that, that takes a toll, but sure, you know, luckily I have a, a beautiful and, and, and very, very cool wife who kind of wants me to do what I do and she probably gets sick of me anyway. So, you know, it's okay that I'm a wife sometimes.
1: <laughs> All right, the, the the flip side of that, what's the best part of the job? The best part of the job is the people. In a lot of industries,
2: in any industry, you know, you're know, you going to have some assholes. Let me tell you what, though. In this industry, I don't meet many of them. The people that you meet, the people who grow this plant, as you know, they're good people. They're salt-of-the-earth people. And anybody involved with cannabis, you don't really meet dickheads or or, or people who are out to, to hurt anyone the whole thing about the plant is about community, about helping people, about medicine now. That's the best thing. I mean, I, I've, I've met so many great people, and you're one of them.
1: Oh, yeah, man. This culture, I don't know what my life would be if I hadn't committed my life to this culture. And I'm really proud to take part in it like I am, like we are. And I just feel really blessed, and I'm going to cherish this relationship for as long as I live. Amen. And with that… We have to take a quick break to show our sponsors some Grow Show love. So sit back, take a deep toke, and we'll be right back with Nico Escondido. The
0: Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow more flavor doc rob the concierge for better living Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being take a real raw inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life
2: learning to live and live well is a lifelong process this is a journey it
0: could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old you can still learn something that's going to make
1: tomorrow a little bit healthier a little bit easier a little bit happier a little bit better
0: the concierge for better living with doc rob only on cannabisradio.com. time to plant some more conversational seeds You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Gushman, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. We're talking with Nico Escondido from High Times Magazine, and I want to talk now a little bit about the High Times Cannabis Cup, and you are the High Times Cannabis Cup director. What are some of your duties that you have to do to pull this thing off?
2: Well, I guess, you know, it started about six years ago when our uh, good friend Steve Hager went into retirement. As, as many people know, he founded the Cannabis Cup 25, Absolutely. 28 years ago now in, in Amsterdam. And, you know, when I was a rookie here at High Times, I went to my first Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam, and I saw how things went. We came home, and we had our traditional roundtable debriefing meeting. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was young. I was, I was in my 20s and maybe a little... Had a little bit of a mouth on me at the times, and uh, and I was very <laughs> oh Steve very loves disappointed. Steve really
1: loves people like that. I'm just kidding. Oh
2: yeah, it it didn't work out well what I said because I mm-hmm. I, I was disenchanted by the entire process. I mean, there yeah. was really. It was kind of loosey-goosey, and I just felt, as you know, as a grower, you know, people put their time and their love into this plant, and it needed to be treated res- with respect, and the competition needed, I felt, to be a little bit more you know, rigorous. Of course, Steve did not like hearing that, and I did not return to Amsterdam for two more years.
1: <laughs>
2: but then when we started the medical cannabis cups, with the first one being in San Francisco, I think in 2010 mm-hmm. or eleven. And they came to me and they said, hey, what do you think, Nico? Can you do this? And can you do it better than we've been doing it? So the first thing was to create a process by which to rank the cannabis. And at first, we did this all on paper by hand. We created categories that you'd rate the cannabis on. Of course, taste, aroma, burnability and the flush, the effects, stuff like that. And then we added a lab component to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which had never been done before, either at High Times or anywhere else in the world.
1: So- but I found one of the biggest differences mm-hmm. that made a difference for the overall, oh, I don't want to use the it's not legitimacy the word I'm looking for, because the legitimacy is without question. You know, you guys work so hard, and I constantly, you know, occasionally I have to tell people how important it is. There's nothing to win by not having it be a genuine competition. Having said that, it is a subjective competition, and some people like orange, and some people like grape, and you know, it's a competition. You know, the the Yankees or the Tigers can win a game any given day. It's it's a competition, and but yeah, so so you brought it to the states, and you said we're going to do this right.
2: Yeah, today as it stands now, we have at least a dozen people on the competition committee. What does it entail? It entails two weeks, actually, prior to the start of the competition for us to be out in that city on the ground, beginning with an intake process Mm -hmm. for the competitors to come and enter. It entails, you know, getting two labs because we always use two labs for each competition just to keep each other in check. So you got to get them, you know, involved on the same page. You got to give them all the specs. Now the entire scoring system has been digitized. So over the past few years, as we were dialing that in, uh required the tweaking of the algorithm because, of course, all the different categories are weighted differently. Um, with the advent of concentrates and now topicals and all the new different products that are coming out, so you've got to create new competitions for them, new algorithms for the scoring. Um, you have to secure the judges, you know, which is actually, believe it or not, easier said than done. Um, because uh-huh. you're basically requiring people to show up um, in a different state or even a different country. I mean, we're running 70, 80 judges for each competition. We're running two labs. We have, you know, hundreds of competitors with thousands of entries. It's I mean, amazing. the man Alex alone, Kyle. It, it it's is. amazing. It's way, bigger. it's way bigger than people really give it, truly give it credit for and. That's why it kills me, like you touched upon, when people question the legitimacy of this competition. I mean, I'm here. I am the competition director. I am telling you right now that never once has this competition been fixed or bought or in any way, you know, compromised. Compromise, thank you. It just does not, not at all. No, these guys work
1: so hard to put on a fun show for our culture, and our culture is a legitimate culture. and The people of our culture are increasingly more and more demanding a genuine product, a healthy product, a healthier product. I love going to the cannabis cups, man. How many cups are you guys doing each year now? Do you have a number on that? Well, it varies. If we had it our way, of course we would have
2: probably one a month in every city that we can. Last year we had six. The year before that I believe we had seven. And it all depends. You know, last year we had Portland, Oregon, for example, on the calendar to have a cup, but it didn't come to fruition. And you know, that's the other thing people don't realize. You know, I know a lot of people get Kind of upset with high times. They think we're corporate. They think we don't communicate, but they don't realize how hard it is to do these <laughs> things in a semi-legal, still very gray area climate. You know what I mean? Just, so like, just, to, just doing- getting
1: the, the the insurance policy, someone to sign off to allow ten thousand stoners to congregate in one place. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, this is a miracle of modern science, basically. <laughs> Thank you. So. Yeah, man, I just wanted to give you guys props for that. It's a great time. I've had fun. It's definitely a fun thing to win cups or to win a medal and to be acknowledged for, for the work that you've done. But, you know, it's a competition and it's, it's meant to be taken with a grain of salt and enjoyed for the fun that it is. Other than Cannabis Cups, what are your favorite Gondra-related events? I do like the normal conferences. Those are always cool
2: and there's always uh, great people attending those. I like to go across the pond. I like to check out Spanibus each year. I think yeah. that's a pretty cool uh, event and competition. And I recently went to my first Emerald Cup, and I have to give a big shout out to those guys. I mean, I think Absolutely. that they they really embody the spirit and and the original spirit of of Steve Hager and our Cannabis Cup, with it being right after harvest, with it being yeah. you know all the outdoor guys and. Yeah. Those kinds of things, you know, I I like to see it. You know, I don't view that as competition. I view that as the community. No, that's friendly. That's
1: friendly competition. Whatever you know, it doesn't have to even be the word competition. But yeah, that is that is really a nice place up in Northern California where it all goes down. You've got so many growers and breeders show up from the Emerald Triangle, the the birthplace of the American cannabis movement. If you ask me. Yep, and absolutely. It's, just, it's, it's just fantastic. We were both at the recent Cannabis Cup event in Jamaica, which was yep. most definitely a celebrated occasion on many levels. And, a and big you deal. got married? married I there. got married, <laughs> and it was a big deal. Not a lot of people really know about what had to take place in order for the inaugural Cannabis Cup to actually happen in Jamaica I wanted you to tell our listeners a little bit about the role that the Jamaican Rastafari played in hosting the 2015 Cannabis Cup there and what made this event so special in your eyes. You were the director of this cup as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, and I want to be clear that I'm the director of the competition. You know, when people say the cup, they think of the whole event. And so there's many aspects to the event, like the expo right. and the shows and right. the parties. So, So I don't want to step on anyone's toes here, but there's a lot of people – in charge of those other aspects that, that Absolutely. You know, put a lot, a lot of work in. So I want to give a shout out to my colleagues here at High Times for all that. And, you know, at the onset of setting up this cup in Jamaica, I have to say it, it was clear from the beginning that this actually was one of the most legal cannabis cups we've ever hosted because we had the backing of their central government, which, you know, of course, in the United States, it's still federally illegal. So we always have that kind of hanging over us here in the States. But down there, We had the full backing of their government, and the reason why we did that was because we partnered with the Rastafarian nation. You know, Jamaica is on the cusp of legalization. In fact, I think it's already happened in terms of legislation. And so they're very worried about their native and indigenous people, such as the Maroons and the Rastafari, who have been farming ganja for centuries. They don't want to see these people get pushed out of what's going to be a new legal and hopefully very big industry for them. So that's why, you know, they were very keen on us partnering with them. And that's why we were very keen
1: in working with them because of the history and the culture that they brought, you know, to that event. Mm -hmm. Boy, I just want to go back. And I want to thank you guys for holding that event. (laughs) Not just because I got to get married there, but it was really spiritual. (laughs) And I will remember A lot of aspects of that trip for a long, long time. Right now, we are needing to take another break for our sponsors. We'll be right back with a little more Nico Escondido and some Grow advice.
0: The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level, good morning, it's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it.
2: No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped
0: to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Gushman, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com. This is normally where we do the Ask Kyle segment, but I'm having so much fun talking with Nico. We're just going to continue this discussion a little bit, and we are going to talk. I thought we'd talk a little bit about maximizing yield today, but before we get to that, I just wanted to ask you really quickly. You know, home grows, personal home growers. They're kind of like the foundation of this whole movement, and in my eyes, the reason why we're here and. I'm just wondering what you think is to become of home cultivation.
2: I don't think it will ever completely disappear until this thing gets federally legal. You're always going to have states where it's illegal and therefore you're going to have closet grows and home growers. Sure. The other thing I would say to that is, you know, as a grower, especially you, I know you know this more than probably anybody. It is such a Zen-like experience to have your own garden. It's so therapeutic and it's so rewarding in and of itself that I can't see that even if there was a dispensary on every corner of every city in this country, that people would stop growing even just, you know, one or two plants at home. Uh, Not just for the reasons you stated, which are very good, meaning like they can control, you know, their conditions, their nutrients, and tailor it to their own specific palate and diet and nutritional needs, Mm -hmm. but also... Because it's, I mean, you know, I mean, that's my sanctuary, you it's know, a personal when I walk human right.
1: garden. Absolutely. Oh, my
2: gosh. You know, I mean, th- those are my moments of zen.
1: And, you know, and it extends out as well because, you know, me for my early part of my growing career, you know, I provided medicine for friends and family. And that's part of my self-satisfaction that I gained. And a lot of people I'm sure feel the same. So um, I don't want to run out of time discussing this political issue too much, but well, I did, did want to bring. Me, t-
2: let me just say one, one more thing. I
1: don't mean Go to ahead. cut you off, but sure.
2: Just a shout out to the home growers because let's also to be honest here for a second. Where does the best bud come from? It doesn't come from a large format commercial operation. Don't get me wrong; you get a very good bud out of that. But it's the small rooms, the small gardens that produce that boutique bud that really is a cut above. And Absolutely. I've always felt
1: that way. And so I don't and think it's why you'll ever see that go away. And it's why we're here. It's why we're here having this discussion. It's why legalization happened. It's why we have thousands it. of strains. It's all it's due how we overgrew the government. Home. It's all due to the illegal home grower. And Absolutely. so I have to say, you know, legalization before commercialization. That's my new tagline. Yes. I'm all for commercialization, and I'm not one who thinks you can at all put your hand or your foot in the doorway of evolution or progress, but man, it just burns me up all of the effort and time and resources being spent to legalize it so that people can grow football-sized factories and make millions of dollars, and we're still going to continue to criminalize the home grower in any way, shape, or form. We really have people, please, you know, legalization is what we're here for. It's almost slipping towards the priority of commercialization. So let's stand up and be counted and give credits to the home grower, you know? here, here. I think we did it, though. I, I don't think we have time to talk about maximizing yield. <laughs> we'll do that next time. We'll do a part two. Yes, you know, I'm definitely going to have to have you back, Nico. We're going to do another episode, and maybe we're just going to talk all about maximizing yield. How about that? Sounds great. Cool. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. Nico, thanks again for taking the time to do the show. Can you tell us My how pleasure. best? Thank you. How can people reach you if they have questions? Uh, yes, yeah. send me your questions.
2: Uh, NicoSnuggets at HighTimes.com or uh, you know, check me out on Instagram, Nico High Times, or on Facebook.
1: That's awesome. You are an awesome friend and grow bro. Romigo. <laughs> I want to thank our guests and producers for making the show possible. If you want to submit questions for Ask Kyle, please send it to Diane, D-I-A-N-E at kylecushman.com or you can go to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash show. Make sure to check out my website, kylecushman.com, where you can find out where to follow me on social media, upcoming events I'll be attending, and subscribe to my newsletter. You can find new episodes of The Grow Show every Wednesday by going to CannabisRadio.com or Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. And as always, please stay lifted. They're going to be in this